0: At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. This is your host, Doug Crow, and I've got a very special guest today because we're going to break protocols. You know I love to be a contrarian and talk about things that most people don't like to talk about. It's too uncomfortable to talk about sex, politics, and religion, so we're going to tackle at least one of those today maybe two. We'll see how it goes with uh, my guest, Miranda Joe Davis, whose book is called Christian Girl in a Yoga World. So welcome to the show, Miranda Joe Davis. Miranda, how are you today?
1: I'm great, Doug. I'm so excited (laughs) to be here and talk about one of these taboo subjects with you, Ah. and I look forward to enlightening your listeners on a little more.
0: It's only taboo to people who aren't open-minded, right? We don't care about those. We want to focus on people who actually are curious, right? So we're going to enjoy our Mocktail cocktail, whatever you're drinking there, and uh, have a conversation about your book.
1: Okay, cheers.
0: Yeah, cheers. So, see, I, I'm uh, in my background. I, I mean, I'm not going to get into it, but I, uh, you know, I've been all over the world, so I've seen, uh, you know, the Hindu stuff, Buddhist stuff, Christian stuff, Jewish stuff, Muslim stuff. It's all it's all the same to me. But you're talking about Christians practicing yoga to not compromise their faith. I didn't know yoga would compromise their faith. How does this? What does he, What do you mean by that?
1: Isn't that interesting yeah. to think about? Um, that's probably the most feedback I've gotten about the book. People are like, this is very interesting. Um, but you know, I didn't know that either, Doug. And so it it all started back for me in 1999. I was just a seeker looking for something and Mm -hmm. I was not ascribing to any faith at the time. Um, I did not grow up in a Christian home. Um, I had a really wild lifestyle at the time was newly married, had a -hmm. a marriage that was in trouble already. Mm -hmm. Um, and was looking for something to ease my anxiety. And at the suggestion of two different people, it took two people telling me, that I should try yoga. And, um, you know, I tried yoga and I was hooked the very first class. I loved it. I'm a dancer in my background and choreographer. And I was in that world dancing and um, had a lot of stress in my life. It's a stressful lifestyle in the dance Mm -hmm. world. Um, As far as the way you look, the way you perform, even, Mm -hmm. you know, your weight. I'm going to go ahead and say that, you know, that's all those kinds of things or concerns. And I had a chronic condition. I had irritable bowel syndrome and I was Twenty-four years old, and I struggled with vomiting and diarrhea oh, much of my man. life.
0: So you had to like leave a stage every every hour or something like that, huh?
1: Not every hour. <laughs> well, maybe if it was... I
0: don't know.
1: <laughs> that would be a tough gig. Yeah, it'd be, um, it'd be rough. But you know, it was it was frequent, and so I did have to deal with that. But the yoga was amazing. The first class I tried, uh, all the postures, fell in love with them, and I think that's because of my dance background. But you know what? At the end, Doug, when the, she told us to lay down and take those deep breaths. And relax. My mind went into a battle. Like, why are we laying here? Why are we being still? Why are we breathing? I mean, my Type A—I I, I, I talk about being a recovering perfectionist. My Type A perfectionistic mind could not relax to save my life. And mm. because I'm Type A, I went back every week because I wanted—I <laughs> gotta get fix back. this. That's right. I'm gonna learn how to relax. And so I went mm. back week after week.
0: Right. Okay. So how long did you, how long did you practice yoga until you got settled in? We could actually, you know, empty your mind and participate in the, in the mind as well as the body part of it.
1: You know, it, I think that that's something that's evolved over many years, but, Mm -hmm. um, I would say within the first year I felt dramatically different. Mm-hmm. I noticed um, the IBS bouts were less frequent. Um, I noticed that I had more awareness. I, I really recognized that I, I lacked a lot of awareness, mm. even though I was a dancer and I had a lot of kinesthetic and physical awareness about my body. I didn't have a lot of mental and emotional awareness about my body. Mm. And I, I struggled, as I've mentioned with anxiety, but I also, you know, had trouble with anger and, and a lot of other emotions that I didn't process in a healthy way. Mm. And so the meditative side of yoga was really, 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 um, foundational for me and it was life changing. Um, but it didn't take away the anxiety completely. And so I still felt like I was looking for something and it just so happened that one day I opened up my mailbox and this mailer came and it had this happy little couple on it. (laughs) And it said, come to our marriage series, um, at a local church. And I'm going to tell you, Doug, church was the last place I wanted to be. But I was pretty desperate. Um, As I said, my marriage Mm. was falling apart at that time and yoga wasn't fixing that. And I was kind of desperate. And I actually asked my husband if he would go and he said no. (laughs) Um, So I was like, okay, you know, he's like, I don't need that. I don't want that. And so I kind of made up my mind. I was like, I I told him, I think the day before I was like, I'm going to this by myself if I have to. Mm -hmm. And he ended up, you know, Putting the clothes on the next day on Sunday morning, and he went with me.
0: Nice, nice. And uh, was it love at first sight, or did you have to, like, ease into that?
1: You know what? It was just like yoga. It was literally love mm-hmm. at first sight. And I'll tell you why, because it was—I It. I didn't know this at the time, but it was an outreach church. And they were—their whole mission were— to look for people like me, mm-hmm. people who had no concept really of what Jesus and God was, mm-hmm. and my concept at the time was you know I grew up in, in my home i said i didn 't we weren 't a christian home, and so People of faith were made fun of, you know. People yeah. of faith were weak people. Like you needed something to make your life better. And so I had the mentality that if you were smart enough, tried hard enough, if you worked hard enough, you could overcome anything. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't over that wasn't helping me with the problems in my marriage. And so mm-hmm. I heard a message that day that really gave me a little bit of hope. And so it was enough hope to keep going back. And mm-hmm. it was within a couple of weeks that I did become a Christian and I decided to ask Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. Oh, that's
0: nice. How about your husband? How did he do? with that
1: you know he he didn't do very well and that's <laughs> his story to tell so I, well, you, know, you you
0: could share a little bit if you want it's alright I mean he was there <laughs> and you could say well you know I I, I uh, acclimated quickly maybe it took a little longer that's alright
1: you know I he, he does we've had several conversations around this because I mean we've been married now for 20 years and today I want to say he's my best friend I I love this guy mm-hmm. he's he's awesome Um, his faith evolved more slowly Mm -hmm. and he had his own, I mean, he had some pretty significant struggles that he went through early on in our marriage and we were married, you know, 10 years and had really had to overcome a lot of big obstacles Mm -hmm. and, um, a lot of big hurdles that were really painful and hurtful. Um, But today we use that. We're marriage mentors. We mentor to other people whose marriages are struggling. And Mm -hmm. we have, we both of us, we have a heart for marriage and we love helping people move past that because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, divorce was definitely something talked about between the two of us. Um, you know, we separated and things like that, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's neat to see, we do ascribe our faith. We, Mm -hmm. we say, you know, it's God that restored that and showed us how to have a healthy and functioning marriage. Oh,
0: nice. Okay. So let me get to the, the, the thing that um, I'm, Puzzled or curious about is they, um, the the blending of Christianity and yoga. To, to me, yoga seems a pretty um, secular. Like, hey, I'm going to go and stretch out, empty my mind. There's no, there's no uh, non-secular part about it. You know, it's pretty much just uh, for your your mind and and body. Why is it? Why does it have to have a Christian bent to it?
1: You know, it doesn't have to have that um, mm-hmm. because for many years I practiced secular yoga. I mm-hmm. actually um, I heard you mention that you traveled the world. I did yeah. too, Doug. I taught the world. Um, yoga, I traveled around nice. and worked for this company out of Los Angeles, where mm. I was what was called a senior master trainer and I worked my way up to the very top and um, was able to be a global trainer and I taught that specific style of yoga, which was secular. Mm. But what happened to me, Doug, was that as I grew in my knowledge of yoga and really you know i 've been educated to the highest level in yoga. Mm. But then as I continued to grow in my faith, because you have to remember, I didn't know very much about the Bible or Mm -hmm. Jesus or God. So as I continued to really pursue that, because that was a passion, too, I found out that the two worlds collided. Really? How so? They they collided in that, you know, at the root of yoga is Buddhist and Hindu teaching. And so Mm -hmm. it exalts many gods. And, and as, a fact, as a matter of fact, as one of my teachers who taught me said, you know, there's many paths to one God. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't take belief in that because of what I had learned from the Bible that says there's only one path to God, and that's through Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so that became my main theme of why that was conflicting to me. Um, so I just kind of started thinking about how can how can I practice yoga? This was probably, I came through maybe a year or two of Mm. really struggling and praying and asking God to show me a way. And it's just, I just didn't need that part of the yoga, the the very deep spiritual undertones connected to Buddha, uh, Buddhism and Hinduism. I just needed to continue to practice the mental and physical benefits. Mm -hmm. And then I decided to adapt it and apply scripture. So that's truth for me.
0: That's cool. That's great for you. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I haven't taken any formal yoga classes. like a lot of friends who do, and not once have they mentioned anything to do with uh, religion.
1: Sure. A lot that of is. people maybe don't have. Maybe they're not exposed to it. Yeah. I, too, have encountered that many times myself. Mm-hmm. I know that there's a lot of practices actually here in the Western word, uh, world, Hatha, which is just means all physical yoga. That's usually what we practice over here in the United States. But I studied in India. Mm -hmm. And so that's when the first bit of what I really learned. Mm -hmm. um, That's when I was first exposed. And so that's where I kind of started to have the conflicts.
0: Right. But when you came back from India, you were not even you were not a Christian yet, right?
1: I was a Christian by, I had, this was, I became a Christian in 1999 and I traveled to India in 2008.
0: Oh, okay. So it was after the fact. So, so it's higher levels of, of yoga. Yeah. It gets into the, their cultural norms, which is Hindu based, right?
1: Yes, and I was very naive, Doug. I will admit Mm -hmm. it. I had no idea what I was opening myself up to. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they say there's different levels of Christianity. I just wasn't as mature or aware in my faith then until Mm -hmm. I got over there. And, you know, I was asked to bow down in front of other gods. I was asked to chant and say things that exalted other gods. And when I refused to do that... Then I was, you know, I was told that I was closed minded and I was told that I should should not go to that church that I went to anymore. And I was also found out that I was in jeopardy of losing my job.
0: Why can't we all just get along, man? Why can't? What's the? You know, I'm sorry. I, I'll. This is my opinion, of course, not yours. But I'm like, sure. What's the point? Why not just accept everybody? I mean, what's the?
1: What? I get that too, Doug. But you know what? I what I've I, I believe acceptance is the key to everything, right? Yeah. Acceptance, just accepting people where they yeah. are and loving people where they are, that's right. really the core of what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, your truth is your truth or my truth is my truth, and we don't right. have to agree upon that, but we can still love each other where we are. That's right. really the essence of how I, I live by and how I teach.
0: Yeah, okay, cool. So at, when you saw, we, at the higher levels of, of yoga, I can see how that would happen, going to another, another culture, another, another religion like that. Um, when you came back to the United States... Do you see a lot of that happening here too, where they're they're focusing on the, the religious aspect of yoga, or do you or is that just your experience?
1: It just depends, you know, because I am very connected to the yoga community. Mm-hmm. So I know that different studios offer different types of yoga yogic training right so it's you know if you were out there looking if you were seeking mm-hmm. and you just wanted to really focus on the physical and the mental benefits you know there's certain things that you can gyms a gym is a great place to go right you know because gyms ascribe to people of all religious faith so mm-hmm. they don't bring really any spiritual teachings in right um but then if you go to a yoga studio i mean some things like as a christian that i would look for is you know is look at their menu, their schedule of of what they teach. Do they offer things where there's chanting? Do they offer things where there's, um, you know, do they do book studies on religious texts that are Mm. Hindu or Buddhist-based? Those are all kinds of things to me where I could ask questions, you know, to the person who's presenting it, or I could just avoid it completely because it's so mainstream. It's like genres of music. There's there's enough yoga Mm. and kinds of yoga for everyone to find something that's going to be best for them.
0: I like that. Okay. So tell me about your. You have your copy of your book handy. People can know where to get it. Is it? Yeah. Pull it up. <clears> there <throat> we go. Christian girl in the yoga world, and that's available on Amazon. I guess right. It is right. yes. Very good.
1: And it just became a bestseller. <clears throat> hey,
0: congratulations! Yeah. That's terrific. Okay, so give me the essence of the book. Why? What if I'm am I a yoga student? I got a I got a whole menu there. What does your book provide or guide me on?
1: It's going to guide you through a lot of my situations. So mm-hmm. every. The format of the book is every chapter starts out with a situation that I've had in yoga that was troubling to my faith or conflicting with my faith. Mm-hmm. And then it gives you some biblical and scriptural scriptural application on yeah. how you can apply that to your life. And then at the end of each chapter, there's questions. So I give people opportunities. You could do this in a book club. You could do self-study. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's a very reflective book for people to in their own personal path or if mm-hmm. they're doing this as a group. Um, I have so many stories, Doug, and so that's what inspired the book. I mean, even after I came back from India, I still had you know, more things that I could write about. Yeah. And so this is just the first of a series. This mm-hmm. is kind of like my personal story, helping other Christians to navigate the yoga world. And then my second book will be like a how-to. How do you exactly do that?
0: Right. Okay. So you, you got some great stories. I want to hear one. What's the first one that comes okay. to mind?
1: Okay. So, um, I had a, this is a a story that happened in Denver. So I told you I traveled a lot, went to Denver and I was taking a higher level of training Mm -hmm. from this lovely gal. She was super cute, blonde. She had the, you know, the fun pants on and the fun jewelry. And, um, you know, I just fell in love with her Mm -hmm. and I was like, this is going to be awesome. The second day of the training, um, everything was going great. The second day of the training, she says, we're going to talk about crystals. And so she gets out all her crystals, and I mean, she's a hippie chick. I just love, you know, that earthy hippie chick vibe. Yeah. She gets out all her crystals and lays them out, uh-huh. and I kind of start feeling a little inside, like, okay, is this something that's going to be good for me? I'm not sure. So I did. I prayed in my mind, said mm-hmm. a prayer in my mind, sure. and um, she says, pick a crystal that resonates with you. Mm. And so I was like, well, I don't know, if it's resonating with me, but I love blue. <laughs> okay,
0: so yeah,
1: I'm gonna get the blue crystal pick the blue crystal <laughs> mm-hmm. and we get a partner and um what we were did is we hung the crystal from a pendulum oh boy and then you place it over each part of your body mm-hmm. that is an energetic field in your body so the whole study behind this was that we're all just energy yeah. and that even working with materials you know moves the energy and so i that yeah. certainly that makes sense to me scientific yeah. right 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 so i again i'm like hey okay i'm going to do this yeah. so i my partner's laying there I start to dangle my crystal mm-hmm. over the specific places until yeah. I get to her heart. Yeah. And when I get to her heart, it was literally like something opened between us, Aww. and everything from her heart that was sad and tragic came into my body.
0: Oh, that's not good. You got to block it that. It
1: wasn't good. Doug. <laughs> you gotta,
0: you, there's, yeah, that's empathy. I don't yeah, it, mm, yeah, no, it's
1: bawling crying, heavy grief. I mean, it, it freaked me out, honestly, yeah, yeah, but my instructor yeah. was sweet and she came by my side and she said, what happened was is some, this was her explanation, some vortex opened between us. Mm-hmm. And I felt everything that that lady had ever felt in her heart. And then the lady sat up and told me about her boyfriend that was murdered, mm-hmm. told me about her children that were missing, um, told me about estranged relationships. And I had never experienced anything that heavy, of amount of grief. But so I just, it was just one of those things where at the end I was like, okay, I get it. God, this is not for me. You're, you're closing that door. Crystals aren't for me. So that's just one of my stories.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Open up a heart shock and all the crap poured out. That's great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you know, there's something inside, but um, there are, there are empaths and um uh, you know, I have a real good friend who was, was who like, Around somebody you know, he's very em- empathetic, right? And when somebody is sad, he would get sad. I mean it's kind of a, a basic thing for people. To go to that level, it's certainly yeah, it could be dangerous because that energy or whatever it is gets in you and then you feel like crap, it's uh it's horrible. You gotta you,
1: you that's right. Yeah, block that clear it yeah. out yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, wow, that's amazing. So mm-hmm. but that was that was a, a, a crystal experience. It wasn't really uh they weren't converting you to Hinduism or anything. It was
1: it was just you know a different type of experience and yeah. you know i i do love essential oils and there's a mm-hmm. lot of things that meditatively that yeah. i utilize love nature meditations and things mm-hmm. and it, you just you know not all of it's for me so right. yeah right if crystals are for you you use your crystals good for you
0: Uh huh. sure great um and so any any other good ones besides that one in the book give another second second story
1: well, I'd love for you to read the book so that you could get well, a few you more give, out of you book.
0: You've got to give me a, a really good story so the people who watch this will want to buy it. So this is your chance to sell it. Say, well, there's just one story. And then you leave us hanging at the end. Don't tell us how it ends. The people <laughs> got to buy the book. That's just.
1: Okay. All righty. So have you ever been to a gong meditation? Have you ever heard of gong meditation?
0: Oh, you mean a gong bath?
1: Gong, yeah.
0: Well, you know, I've, I've been to. I've been to- Asia quite a bit, so I know there's gongs at a lot of the temples there. And somebody told me about a gong bath and the, the you know, the resonance of the audio is supposed to, you know, yeah, I know a little bit about it. I know enough to, I know enough to make fun of it. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so hey, I went to a gong bath, yeah. went to a gong meditation. Mm-hmm. You know, again, I'm always, I am very prayerful, and I, I just yeah. say, hey, God, is this for me, or is this something right. I should, should or should not do? Yeah. And went to it, and again. Cool guy had his John Lennons on, tie-dye shirt, bell bottoms, mm-hmm. you know, long hair, and yeah. I was like, "This is me, awesome." He had all tons of gong, you know, all kinds of gongs, big, little, small. They were all set yeah. up, and it started out awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, he said too, if you need to leave for any reason, that <laughs> it's okay to go ahead and leave.
0: In, in case your gongs so, are out of tune and it's upsetting my perfect pitch ear, I can't take it. Yes.
1: Or if it's scaring you to death, right? Yeah. Which is a little, hey, that's a little insight right there. Um, yeah. So I'll just kind of leave it at that. Gongs can be scary. And there can be people in the room who get very disturbed during during gong experiences, wow. which was very disturbing to me. So, so if you want to hear about
0: the, the zombie apocalypse, axe murder, gong bath stories, and it's in, it's in uh, Miranda's book. Christian Girl in the Yoga World. Thank you very much for being on the show today. We really appreciate your time. Any any last words or any piece of advice for people who are looking into yoga is from a Christian perspective?
1: Yeah, you know, um, I just think that Finding what works for you and mm-hmm. finding the right instructor is what's really important. Yeah. You know, um, the Bible does talk about yoking yourself with the right people. And I think right. that just goes with life in general. Finding people that are your people and making that your community and your tribe.
0: I love it. Thank you so much for your time, sir. I really appreciate it. The book, folks, is called Christian Girl in a Yoga World, available at Amazon.com. Get your copy. Enjoy it. And uh, you might want to avoid the gong bath. Love you.